Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Laughing Out of Depression. I just want to start by saying thank you so much for your support. I heavy appreciate y'all. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and share it with at least three friends. Literally just text it. But before I start each episode, I want to warn you that some of these topics may be triggering to some of you. So if that is the case, please turn this off, reach out to someone you trust, or contact the suicide hotline. Speaking up is always a step forward to healing and recovery. Head to the link in my bio for some resources. <laughs> wait okay guys i'm Everything so in comparison to the first encounter is tame you know okay y'all i am so excited to introduce y'all to my friend josh um i'm really excited to have this conversation but also a little bit nervous josh i have to tell you i dead ass was like i have i think that if i haven't talked to you as much it's because our, one of our first encounters was Blackout Wednesday, and it was the <laughs> lowest of my low in life. And I just didn't know how to like talk to you. Like I just, I was I so, so, I genuinely have been so embarrassed because, like, I, I really wish you weren't embarrassed. Uh, what's up? I'm Josh, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Um, but I mean, I, I don't be. It's, it's like. I'm one of those people where, like, when it's over, it's over. Like, but, like, in the moment, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is rough. Like, how are we going to get her someplace safe? <laughs> like, it was one of those type nights. But, I mean, like, that's why I was like, every other encounter I've had with you is so tame in comparison. Yeah, I mean, because. Like, you weren't a bad person. Like, you were still very nice. Like, you, like I don't know. Like, there's, <laughs> there's no, like, it was just, like, a rough night. But, I mean, we all have them. I don't know if other night. we had a great night like let's also say that like, it was such it was one of the best nights of my life like it, was like it literally was ago, right like, it was 28 it was blackout wednesday 2018 it was 18 okay it yeah was yeah because we we still went out again last year for 2019 we did, we did. it's become a ritual except for covid damn fake had a ritual if we would have went out this year i know literally um but yeah i remember like when i hung out with y'all like 2019 for blackout wednesday i was like one i was i was cuffed so i was like i can't act up like last time because i'm literally gonna get broken up if i do (laughs) (laughs) i cannot i cannot leave out in the same manner yes oh my god i don't even shout out to the parking spot i had that was right in front of the bar like if I didn't have that parking spot, I don't know how any of us were going to get home. Like, <laughs> it was, man, it was a rough one. It was a mad rough one. All your friends were, like, so amazing. Oh, um, yeah, no, no, no. We are a get-home crew. Yeah, Like, everybody gets home because we don't want to deal with it later. So, like, that's the actual secret. Like, there are more problems in dealing with it later. Like, I don't want to leave somebody somewhere and then have that on my conscience forever. Or, like, I don't want to be out with somebody and not take care of them the way I would assume somebody would take care of me if I was in that position. So, like, it's one of those things where it's just, like, make sure everybody who you came with, you leave with. Like, that's a big thing to me. And also, if you're a friend of the homie, you're a friend of us. Like, that's just off rip no matter what initially when we meet you and like you were friends with ruby and i was telling you about like our insane interconnected friend group like it's just it's one of those things like if you if you bring somebody around we trust that you rock with them we like you're with us for the night oh man i mean yeah i'm honestly i'm really excited to just be talking to you today because 
I I mean, I feel like I I know things about you because of Ruby. Mm -hmm. And I've always been like, man, like I would really vibe with him and like we would just be That's awesome. Like we have feel good. (laughs) Yeah, no, like I've always wanted to have a conversation with you because I I know that to an extent, like we like very similar things. Um, but I was like the fact that my first interrog inner or Inner counter, enter. Inner counter, inner counter. I know what you're going. I forget. For. <laughs> the words together, you know. My encounter. first encounter with. Correct. <laughs> it's cool. I caught the vibe. You could have kept going. <laughs> My first encounter with you was like super embarrassing for me. That I was like, yeah, I don't know if I could get past this. <laughs> like, I wouldn't but even I mean, know like, how to. Like, but like the thing is, like, I, I understand that people grow so it's like even yeah. if or not even that like what if you just needed that night of like not giving a fuck and throwing it at the wall like what if like i've have homies who like sometimes like are so upwound they need a night that's like crazy where somebody else is just like yo i'm gonna make sure you get home because you you've been going through it you know so like yeah who am i to judge on that i think i was a little mad night of i was mad for, like for like four days but then like after that it was like eh, i'm good like but that was like it i mean like, it's really no more than that because i can't hold that like if i yeah. hold on to that like i don't like that's so that's so petty of me that's my energy wasted it, now that i think back to it i didn't like i blank out any any negative of it because it was just a good night like we all have fun you like say that you're an introvert which like i still kind of like haven't really seen the introvert in you yeah. but also i kind of consider myself an introvert but we're so good at doing this shit like at podcasting and stuff <laughs> yeah I was, like this is the part that like confused me. i don't so like my podcast is about music fun fact i go on a lot of other people's shows and they have me on to talk about music so like i finally get to talk about something more real being on your show which is so awesome to me love that but, like i love the feeling of controlling how people see me and i think that is the difference here mm-hmm. if that makes any sense so like I get to come on here and I get to be me. Like this is a version of me. Yeah. But, like every everyone has different different versions of themselves, and like ultimately you want them to be based on your true self, not based on like a false sense of yourself. But like that's the this is the part of me that like wants to do this. This is the part that I get to use. This is the face I get to put on, and like I get to enjoy it. Like this fulfills a part of me. But like being in a large crowd, ah people just being around me like if i'm trying to get work done mm, can't do it like you know like and which is weird too because i'm a recording engineer i'm in studio sessions like yeah people will be recording music with people chilling on the couch somebody writing a verse over there with some other music like and i still like these are the settings that i put myself in and then like immediately after they're done i like i'm completely shut out from the world people don't know what i do like i'm generally just watching tv and stuff so <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I see the introvert side more, but, I mean, I'm with myself more. I, I love creativity. I've always loved doing creative things, and the execution from start to finish is my favorite. I love from the second I put in my schedule that there's an episode to the moment we record it to the moment I edit it to the moment it drops. I love it the entire time. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, like, it's just, it's so much fun to, like, give the world, all the piece of myself and like show them the side that I want them to see and like especially about a topic like music like I have an absurd love for music because it has helped me out so much like music is my lifeline <laughs> like and I love that I get to talk about it like that's the coolest thing in the world
Dude, that's awesome. And honestly, that makes all of this so much more fun and also like easier in a sense because oh, hell yeah. <laughs> because you already like in in a way like it's you, like it's your nature, you know, like this is the way that you like express yourself. Um so that's super dope and honestly, I'm so proud of you and just everything that you're doing for thank you (laughs) for literally you have been doing this like you launched your podcast in march of 2018 19 19, 2019 sorry yes i literally 2020 has been such a blur for me (laughs) it feels like an extra look i put in so much work like i planned enough for two years yeah (laughs) so you've literally been doing this for already a little bit like a year and a half now which is honestly so great because most podcasters don't last that long. It, people yeah. get easily discouraged by this. Oh, yeah, there's like the episode 25 hope that hits you and then it comes back around at like episode 30 because you're like, damn, that's only been five episodes. <laughs> and then you just got a power. And now I look down and I'm like, oh, 77? Like, let's go. And then if I put it with the live videos, that's an additional like 20. So, yeah. I mean, and with the un with like the unreleased content, I've shot hundreds of podcasts. When it comes to video, I still haven't done that, and that's something that like we've talked about before. Video was hard. Yeah, I'm I'm scared, but I'm like Hannah. You have to stop being so scared of like doing this. Like, just you know, put it out I there. La- I launched video right at the start of COVID. Oh, what? That's wild. Yeah. So my YouTube journey began in COVID. Oh my God. Yep. So it's, it's still an uphill battle, but I mean, like it's, it, it gets easier. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm still on week to week content sometimes. Like sometimes I get a good plan out sometimes like today. I like today recording. I had to do the man on the moon three album review. That album came out Thursday. It came out and I was like, I have to record. So like, no matter what was in the vault, no matter what was scheduled to go, I still had to record an episode Saturday. I had to edit it Sunday and Monday and then get everything finalized for today. And I still haven't slept. So like, this is just how I live. I mean, like I shoot content, I edit content, I stay awake, I fall asleep at some point and then I wake up and record more. Dude, that is the grind. Literally grind. So much better than any job I've ever worked. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. That is honestly very true. Um, What was I going to say? All right, y'all. So I, something that Josh and I have been, um, we haven't really gotten super into it, but I know a little bit about his past i guess mm-hmm. um but we really want to talk about identity because you know one of the reasons that i really have this platform and i have laughing out of depression is because i want to be able to elevate minority voices i am a latina i am very extremely proud of it i am so in touch with my culture and my people and i cannot be more proud to be who I am. Um, But at the same time, there are many things that I have struggled with myself in the past in my identity because I'm someone that has always been in very primarily white spaces. Same here. (laughs) Shit is kind of like, it's weird. And like, 
you do lose yourself for a brief amount of time. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the strongest person of your race ever. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a second where you look at being in a predominantly Caucasian environment and you go, I'd like to blend. Like, yeah. And then you take small traits and attributes just to blend a little bit. And then eventually, like, it messes up your true self-identity. Dude, let me tell you, I was, so two days ago, I was with my brother and we went to Dick's Sporting Goods in Lombard because we wanted to buy something. So for anyone that doesn't know where Lombard is, Lombard is um, a Western suburb in Illinois that's primarily Caucasian and I suburb yeah yeah pretty other than Chicago yeah pretty much like once you're like 10 miles west of the city like you saw white the thing is like one my grade school was primarily white my um high school was also um primarily white and then all of the jobs I had after high school I was in white spaces. So I never felt like uncomfortable. I knew who I was, but I never really like been in it so long. You were used to the uncomfortability. The uncomfortability was not like walking in the room and going, Oh, I'm the only one here of my descent or of my gender. I mean, and you just go, okay, this is just it. Like, and you just accept it at a point and it doesn't seem uncomfortable. I mean, like I was in so many situations going to a Catholic grammar school and then going to a Catholic high school. And then like, I was the first person in my family not to go to a Catholic college, which I'm very glad I went to a public institution because like I had an African-American roommate. Like I had anxiety about having an African-American roommate because I had learned to code switch so well. I didn't think I was going to coexist well with an African-American roommate off jump. I was just like, oh, he's black. Like, what? Like, what am I going to do? Like, I remember having that thought for a brief moment in my head and then going, what the fuck? You're black. Like, and having, like, just to turn that off, like, having to, like, finally, like, start breaking down that switch that it become my idea identity like it become my identity to flip back and forth like you talked about working jobs with predominantly uh like just white people around like i worked at a country club like i was working there watching people openly be racist like i've been paid for hearing open racism before so that i didn't snitch on people Mm. like i've been in very crazy situations that have made me like honestly question my own moral integrity or even like how much like i cared about my own racial identity until like i finally put it as a piece of myself like added it to what I consider to be like on my name I guess but before it was a very indifferent tag I used but like it was crazy it was like it was so absurd just to like see the switch because now that I look back at it I'm like how did I navigate this I had always been in like predominantly like white spaces so I didn't feel like weird like I just blended in and I'm also a little bit more like like light-skinned Mexican so it just you know like I I can blend in with like the whites and it's just like that's kind of always been like my life and um we got to the store like we were inside and I just like look at my brother and his girlfriend and like mind you we're all like Mexican but like my brother and my brother is a little bit like more like darker um and he has like a fucking big ass beard and like tattoos um and like 
I just immediately, I was like, we were walking around the store a little bit and I was like, man, like we're literally the only three Mexicans in this joint right now. <laughs> like there you is, notice it so much. More I was now. like, I was <laughs> like, yes, I was like, there is only three Mexicans, one African-American and the rest of these people are white. And then like, we're all just being like, the four of us are just like being stared at. Like, so now I just, I have like, I, I guess I'm more like observant. When it comes to just being like the only one in the room, it's like I I have now actively like not gone to neighborhoods that I know are entirely white, even though I grew up there. Like I literally grew up taking the buses, walking in these streets, like being called a nigga up and down the streets by people who lived in these towns. Like when I was a kid, like I grew up in there. I refuse to go there now. Like today I had to go get a COVID test. This is the first time I was like, anywhere southwest in that direction like i refuse to go over there because it's like honestly that scarring at this point yeah like that like i like why would i go back to that i like when i go to like the store to see people who look like me like i want to look i want to go around and not just be the only one and i mean like it's not like i'm sitting here going like "Ah, i only want to see black people or i only want to see minorities around me yeah like no i just want to see a place that actually represents something that i care for or something that's part of my identity yeah and i hate i genuinely i hate the word like minority and i find it almost like i don't know for me it's a little bit like uncomfortable to use but also like i don't really know another (laughs) word to say i mean mean, if you i mean if you still want to go for something that would be like that still gets the point across of minority i some people like to use disenfranchised yeah. But I mean, that one I think also has negative connotation too, but I think all of these have negative connotation because they were purposely made to do that. Like it was made to make you feel lesser. Like they yeah. like they wouldn't call you a minority versus a majority if they wanted you to feel like you were a good, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. I mean, I guess when I use the term, I use it more descriptive and I try to take a little bit of that power away mm-hmm. and just describe it as my fellow people who yeah. understand what struggle is here. Yeah, because that's really what it is. That's really how I use the term. That's like, like if I'm using it in any term at all. <laughs> and I, I like realize that 2020, almost like end of 2019, 2020, I really was more in tune with, um, I guess my race or like my just, mm. I guess minorities, right? Um, because so spent so much time on the south side of Chicago, yeah. like literally straight up, like back of the yards and south side will change your entire like the real south side will change everything you think about because it's so diverse there's so many parts of it it's not just one little section you know like south side is crazy yes it is and like i feel like a changed person in a way which is so oh, fucking dumb exactly, to say no, 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 that's but exactly like, what it feels like, like yeah honestly, i read this book back i don't like i don't even remember what year it was it was what was supposed to be my junior year of college but it took me an extra year to get out there um but it was that year and i read a book called the four agreements i don't know if you ever heard of it it's by uh, don miguel but it's it's about four different agreements that you use basically as principles to rule over your life in a sense but like not like on some corny shit it's more like on some realistic like the power of the tongue be impeccable with your words and things like that and it made me start just analyzing my speech and Mm. just analyzing how i talk to people and then i immediately realized because i was in a relationship with somebody who was who was Caucasian I was always in Caucasian neighborhoods I was always hearing backhanded racism and not caring about it but then I started really hearing 
the words. I'm talking from parents, from family members, like of 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 this girl I was dating, and like I really started to just notice it. And it wasn't anything directly from her. Like I'm not trying to talk any shit on her. Like she was fine about it, but like just hearing what I was surrounding myself with, that's when I had like my awakening. And it was like one of those moments where it was like, whoa, I'm not the same. Like yeah. to the point where like that relationship didn't even last anymore. Cause I was just like, I'm not the same person. Like, I'm sorry. Like I cannot attempt to be the person who I even was before because I get it now. Yeah. It was one of those things. But I mean, it, everybody has their different wake up point. Cause I mean, I've always like had a little sense of it, but like to really get that awakening where you go like, whoa, I'm surrounding myself with this when I could be around like this. And then shout out Ruby, who always puts me around some culture whenever she thinks I'm losing all culture. Like, and she'll just be like, yo, you need to see that, like, that's not real. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I mean, how did you get out of, you know, like that relationship or what was almost like your awakening? Because like, how do you even that's hard though because like how do you also it's hard it's uh it's almost under understandable not not understandable to the other party if they do not go through it with you yeah like if they don't you you're saying like if they don't understand like your perspective at the same time well not even that not even understanding your perspective if they don't also i feel like everybody changes and we have to understand that people change like that's why we're cool with people because you got to love them through their changes. And like, yes. if, if, you, if you are changing and the other person is like, but like, I've kind of hit a form that I'm sticking with for a while and they're not even prepared to even entertain change for a while. It, nothing clicks, like nothing moves forward. And then I am a bad relationship ender. And I I'll claim that on myself. Like I'm, I've purposely not been in a relationship since because I am not, not that good at it. It's like the first time in my adult life where like it was like serious relationship, like really had been together for some time, like future plan type thing. And it yeah. was like, a this is not like one day after my awakening, it was like, a this is not what you want. Like, and that's when I started chasing things like these microphones and these cameras but like just it was it was a lot (laughs) so like like, do you see yourself because I know like I've come to realize like I've been with people from like all different types of you know races and mm -hmm. I feel like for me I just like for me I need to be I know that who I end up with like long like literally married to is going to be like Mexican because see like I, I don't can't even, I, I don't even think I'll do the whole end up with somebody long term thing mm-hmm. like and I mean maybe that's just right now I'm one of those yeah. people where like I don't believe it's set in stone like people change their minds I'm subject to change as much as the next person uh, but, heartbroken you're like <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little self-aware and actually do things about it sometimes, like, but, like, but, like, uh, it's just, like, it's really weird because, like, I don't, it's, like, one of those things that it puts you in this weird box after you, like, feel like you cause hurt as a person, Mm -hmm. and, like, it makes you really reevaluate what you want to do and, like, how you value relationships. Like, I put more value into my friends after that relationship because I realized, yo if you're not even gonna like you can't half-ass this over here yeah if you're not even gonna do this well like so i mean like it's you gotta foster what you foster with it so like i can't see myself doing like a 
a long-term thing. Like, <laughs> that... like, I got my friends. Like, I'm going to be dedicated to them till I die. I guarantee that. Like, I'll marry them as a group. Dude, the homies. And honestly, I feel like I don't even, you know what? I don't even know why the fuck I'm talking because let's be honest, I just got out of a relationship and I don't even know, like, <laughs> my dumb ass, like, I don't even want to be with anybody else right now, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, like, I'm honestly just like a, I, I'm really good at sitting down and chilling and not being, like, some people, like, aren't, and I mean, like, it's okay because it's just like, it's a, it's, it's the type of person you are. I mean, like, and it's perfectly fine to, like, want relationships. I was like that at a period of time. I know people who are like that. It's not a bad thing. But, like, for me, I'm very comfortable with, like, not being in a relationship at all. And, like, <laughs> even if, like, I were to like somebody during that time period, if I've just decided that I don't want to be in a relationship, I'm not going to do it. Like, because I just like it, nothing can break it from my thought unless I want to. Where all of serious your relationships, relationships, serious relationships, yes, and then like also Hispanic, because like that's that's a different story too. See, that, I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've been through some things. Wait, uh, so I wanna I wanna know about this. Like, how did it? Like, what is it? Because you know, I guess explain how you grew up and obviously you saw yourself as a black man, but like, Oh, hundred percent. But was the line blurred? Yes. So like, did I understand what it meant to be a black person other than bearing the skin of an, of like Brown or mm -hmm. having parents who are black? Like I didn't understand it deeper than that. Like mm -hmm. I knew that we fought for civil rights. I know that some people are assholes because I'm darker and that was it. Like, cause I mean, like, of course, like I got the talk, like every other young black kid gets the talk. Like this, is how you act around white people. This is how you act around cops. This is how you act in this situation. Yada, yada. Like we've all gotten that same conversation and that stuck with me. I knew that I knew that I was different, but like, I also always feel like I'm the exception. It's something I'm still working on now. Did you like, fear I mean, cops? Oh, of course. Like that's what, that's the one time where I don't like, I'm, in, I'm not invincible. The second okay. I see like headlights i am like it is scary i hate getting pulled over i have not been pulled over in so long like uh -huh. i drive under the speed limit sometimes now like nah also that if you stop going into those neighborhoods that i grew up in they just stopped pulling me over like i was like oh they only pull you over over here if you're black okay cool like if you're just driving around chicago you're generally fine like, but i've never been pulled over by a oh, cop hey, but hey I got pulled over like my second day having my license. Like, yeah, craziness. I've been in some situations, man. I got a ticket on the way to U of I one time that cost me like a thousand dollars. Whole bunch of crap. Honestly, at this point though, like I feel like you haven't gone to U of I if you don't get a ticket. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's a whole different. Like that's a story I probably would never say on record for anything that I tell you. Like all. <laughs> But like the, my ticket was a lot. There was a lot of things happening that day in my life. That was another relationship. That was another thing that was a problem. But I don't know. Like I mean, honestly, like you end up with what you're exposed with. So like I was now inserting myself in the into the pictures of these relationships. Mm -hmm. So everything made sense to me, and I didn't get why it didn't make sense to other people. So like mm -hmm. even when, like I'd be in relationship like I like oh my god wow we are digging deep but like even when I was in relationships when I was younger and shit it'd be like things where I wouldn't understand why like parents would be like racist or did not like to see me with their daughter and things like that. Wait, I mean, okay, was this Mexican parents or was this like Caucasian? Oh, 
both sides of the aisle. Okay. But like either either way, like it was just mad confusing. And then I mean, I'm also bisexual. Fun fact: I don't know if I've ever just said that online, but I mean, like it's something that is part of my identity that I don't hide. Like, but I mean, like it's the same everywhere. It's one of those things where it's like oh, so there's a problem that I'm black. And then, like, I didn't really put it in a perspective until later in life. But, like, also, I was no longer dating. So I don't worry about it yeah. anymore, I guess. I'm going to have to cross that bridge again. I know it. Like, the can I enter myself into a relationship with, like, another race? Like, it's going to be a different approach now in my mind. I hope you've ever, like, been on any dating apps. Oh, but yeah, they're for fun, though. Like, I don't think, I've never actually talked to someone on them. I literally just swipe for fun. I'm one of those assholes. It's <laughs> like, I'm sorry if I've ever matched with anybody. And, like, you're like, oh, this dude's never said anything. I'm never going to. Like, you, like, do you, like, swipe right and then never respond? Oh, I swipe right <laughs> on everybody to see who likes me. And then I never talk to anybody. I just want to see who likes me. Like, oh, my honestly, God. It's, it's, boost sometimes you're just like okay yes it is the pictures and see who likes me that's all i need like sometimes that's just what i need in my life like three i don't even care when like i'm not i don't look to see what people look like it's just like oh three people i'm doing good right now oh my god three people want a shot to say hello to me like that's all i care about i was I was on a dating app for like three years. This app had you hooked. They was yes. Like, keep getting her. And then they probably, they probably was listening. They was like, we're going to give you a match tomorrow. Dude, straight <laughs> up. They were listening. I'd rather just meet somebody naturally in the world. And if it don't happen, I'll get a dog and kick it. Like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you know how long I wanted? Like, just a nice little, like, Malamute. And I'm going to be cool. Like, in this game over, I'm going to watch TV with my dog. Like the one thing that I had on my on my profile on like my dating profile was about identity because I was like, man, like I'm never I'm always too Mexican for like Americans and then I'm always too American for the Mexicans. So I was like, I never I was like, I don't know like where I fit in or it's just like I don't know who like who my people are in a way, you know. Because I feel that a hundred percent. Like I had such an intense crisis on like who is Josh, and I think that's when I like. So I've always gone by like J Treb as well. Like J Treb is what I've gone by like for production and creating music. But like I kind of like put persona behind it when I finally wanted to figure out who I was, because like I honestly had no clue. Like I was out here just like who am I as a person like so I think that like I finally just got to like put put a name behind it like I pieced it together myself I put the pieces of my identity I really wanted like the pieces of myself that like I thought were cool that I thought reflected what was inside more is this like is your podcast does it help you understand who you are who like Josh is oh daily I mean so like I record about music and I for for people who don't know music is the, the air we breathe like I like and I say this like not jokingly but like some people think of religion and Jesus and I think of music like I think that things come through music like honestly whether it be the feeling that you get from it whether it be the true lyrics of a song like to turn your ears on truthfully and listen to music like it changes anything like I have music vinyls that I could put on and like entirely changed my mood and like nothing else can do that but music so like I love music so much so I discover more about myself when I listen to it like I discover about myself as a listener I discover about myself internally like 
there's this album I reviewed from Spillage Village, and it was one of the most introspective projects I've listened to. Like, I listened to it, and it made me change some things about myself. It made me honestly, like, look under the hood, and that was for a review. So, I mean, like, this is me helping myself, and I'm showing people me getting better. Like, I think, like, because it's deeper than that. Like, people don't come back every week to see something about an album they may not know or to hear my opinion just because they they like the title you know like some people are returning because they actually like like me they like yeah. the growth they saw the early episodes they saw how I, I try to get better every week they saw how like I talked about how it made me feel and then I encouraged them to talk about how it makes them feel with their homies and then like talk about it in the comments like I think music is that beautiful I think it's that dope so yeah I mean it really helps me find out more about myself every single episode I find it so interesting that you are so in tune with music and you take it to like a, a way deeper level than I think like most people really do. Yeah, um, some people say it's a little unnecessary and I, I No, I think I that's dope as fuck though. I mean, <laughs> I I think that's really cool though. And honestly, there's so many people that can just like listen to music and they're like, okay, but like they don't understand, like they don't like feel it the way that there's a reason why the hi-hat hits the way it hits. There's a reason why the bass drum hits the way it hits. There's yeah. There's a reason why they then put those all in a certain order for you to listen to. Even if it's a pop song, even if it's the song your mom used to play when you were a kid that brings back a memory because the bass line is now attached to your memory or the melody is attached to your memory because your, your parents sang it to you or because you saw a commercial when you were a kid. Yeah. Like, it's music's that important it's that cool like take a music out of a movie like any movie that you watch like no background music to to show the emotion like it doesn't even need words to really show you something mm -hmm. like so to me it's like how do, how do we not all talk about it like is this deep i mean you've struggled with so much i'm guessing and especially I <laughs> like identity being like a major thing that you've gone through but like what are some other things that you've also experienced in life uh, so the music and the love for it comes from my depression. Very, very, very depressed. And it's, I don't know when it's going to happen. It has crippled my podcast before. It's crippled my work life before. And like, the only thing that could bring me out of it is music. Like the only thing, like I have specific songs that invoke emotions and things that just trigger inside of me. So like, that's why I've had the love for it. And then my mom used to force me to be in band. And like, I, I hated the thought of it. My mom was like, go be in band, like yada yada. She knows how much I love music. Like this attachment was at a very young age when I found out that it could like help me out and things like that. So my mom was just like, yo, go be in band. And then I started playing in band uh, under the dope band director who was Ruby. All of my friend group, we were all in band together. So we are band nerds. That's our connection. That's how we all met. <laughs> Um, but we all had a dope band director who understood music in a way that was relatable to me maybe not to everybody but it helped him get through like a very hard life so like when we played music he was like yo just put it all on the page like put it all out there and I know like not everybody did it not everybody was out there you know like playing their hardest or like throwing their emotions of the week into their instrument but like I used to and I loved it like I loved yeah. every minute of it like when I got to like sit down and like play a tuba on like a crazy ballad, like we played this song called Russian Christmas music, which is just so like low and flowy. And when I got to like be a part of that, when I got to like have, I don't know, just it's a minuscule part that makes something so big and that makes things make sense to me. 
because that's what music is like it's just these different layers that you put together to create something that no one can tell you is not good so has music kind of always been i don't want to say your escape but more so like your healing and being able to get out of like those dark moments yeah i'm very glad you didn't say escape because i try not to call it an escape yeah i try to like i I try to like actively just like use it as like medicine it's a remedy to something rather than like i'm not trying to get away from it i'm still gonna deal with it but i'm gonna deal with it with my music like my parents used to think it was weird that like i listen to music at all times like i'm one of those people where i could watch tv listen to music at the same time or like if i get in the shower i'm gonna have music playing like if i'm doing anything there's music going on like and my parents don't usually like it that loud but like i have car subwoofers connected down here like i love loud music so much so i mean like it's it's like it's such a part of me it's not even funny like i mean it's it's really my thing like it's the thing that i know will work every time the day it stops working i quit all of this like it's Mm -hmm. over with i love the way that you talk about your podcast and the way that you talk about music because you you say it with like so much passion oh yeah um one cheerleader yeah dude i i tell people that all the time because i'm like you know, one, what you do with podcasting and you've been doing it for almost two years now, like shit is hard. Like it is not easy to, it is so easily discouraging. And then one, when you're already like pretty depressed, like outside of the podcast, plus having something that you and see like you number. Get all the content created and you have to schedule with people and you're like, but I'm also going through real life right now. And yes. Like, <laughs> Dude, I love being able to talk to you because, well, one, when we first hopped onto this call right now, you were like, yo, I've listened to every single one of your episodes, which I was like, I was shook because I did not expect you to even like say that. I don't know. It's just like, like, I mean, thank you so much, you know, anyway, but like, I was already, I was like, yo, this is like, you, you sent me the message and I was like, of course, like, like, (laughs) yeah, I'll go on this show. Like, what kind of question is that? You know, like shit is hard when it comes to podcasting and I'm really happy that I could even like have this conversation with you because you're the first person that I have on that is also a podcaster. So you kind of like understand like the whole little, like you understand like this whole little world, I guess. It's it's, it's a legitimate world that no one outside of it will ever get or understand. This is still different than music. It's different than being a regular YouTuber. Like I help people out who, uh, who do just YouTube channels, like regular ones, like, and it's, it's different. Like this is the ability to talk for an hour, the ability to not get tired of yourself. And then on top of that, you got to keep working on that. If you want to drop an episode every single week, like, I like you all don't know the work that goes on in between it. Like that's just the like the listener does not know how they get to this finished product. And that's the point. Like, but the magic behind it is this hard work. It's that let me get out of bed, even though I don't want to. Yeah. Haven't slept, but like my episodes out and it looks dope. Go check it out. Like, it's like one of those things. Yeah. I've literally, I've had times where I like will release episodes and I'm like, man, I'm really not feeling it. But like, you still have to roll out all this content to like, and even create a hype when I'm like, I literally just created this hype. Like I created this hype on the story. And then now I literally just want to go cry. (laughs) I just spit 
two days getting this entire episode oriented together and edited and now you're telling me i have to push it towards people for seven days yeah i have to tell you this is the best shit in the world while i'm also trying to create some other shit that i'm going to tell you is the best shit in the world yes the one thing i gotta say is like you definitely grind when it comes to all of this and I'm still I'm still like learning because one I've only been doing this for like a month now literally like You're a month and a half. Grinding. No look the grind it doesn't matter you do it for a month for a year grinding <laughs> is grinding this is hard work I commend you for even hopping into the game like trust me like I started the podcast like right before everybody was out here like with the podcasting stuff and like when I saw everybody hop on I was like oh y'all don't know y'all don't know this shit tough like I thought it was gonna be sweet like I started off one little microphone in between me and my co-host he sat on the other side of my like my it was set up like for recording so there's like a microphone and like a booth and like he just sat on the other side of my table of my mixing like board and everything and like we just started like that with one microphone and then quickly we were like oh we got to get better we got to get better and then you just uh, it's like work from day in to day out yes. after that. Huge spoiler alert, even though I say it all the time on my podcast, I have not recouped the cost of this podcast. Like it's not I'm not going to yet. Like I'm 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 constantly putting money in and there's it's not gonna come out for at least a year and a half more at the shortest amount of time. How do you like get past like the I guess because it's really discouraging, like let's be honest, you know? Oh, yeah. When I got my first hundred dollars in anchor, I had a party for myself and I was like, I've already spent about easily a grand. But this hundred, I'm happy. <laughs> I just want to be creative. That's all I want to do. Like I'm the happiest when I'm creative and the pandemic, as dark as it has been, as many jobs as I've personally lost. I'm like, I'm still creating. It's the best part. So what would you say to someone that is like listening to this now and is like way too afraid to either pursue their own dream or what makes them happy? Because one of the things that you and I were both saying is like, you know, when we started our podcast, it was literally just like, it like clicked in our brain. We're like, we're going to fucking do it. Yeah. And then you just did it. And you see, I think that we simplified it when we said that, because that click for me personally was like, a this fear is not going to go away. Like, I'm afraid every time I get in front of the camera, I got a live tomorrow. I go live every single week before the camera is on. I am still I'm still sitting in that fear. And I mean, like it it's never gone away. But now I understand the excitement that it is for me. Like, I <laughs> like it it's it's energizing almost like even like before we started recording it was like oh i'm gonna be on something like it's exciting for me because it's like i get that little like uh i hope i'm not bad i hope i i hope i can actually talk like oh what if my what if my brain just forgets words like it's it's almost it's almost just comical and like laughable at this point and like yeah. that's why i would say just try it because the fear is going to be there no matter what because you're putting yourself out there and yes. you're going to do it again next week or you're going to do it again next month and you're, you're going to you're going to put yourself out there again like i eventually you do get over the fear of like at looking stupid now that part like i could do the craziest of things in a live and i it's over it happened i'm just going to let it happen like I it's just, out there already you can't take it back <laughs> can't take it back it's one of those things like now if i'm recording and i'm editing and chopping i could take anything out that's another that's another part that kind of eases my fear too like if you do a pre-recorded show 
you should have like no fear because you control your content you control mm-hmm. your voice you shape how it is i've taken full ends of episodes put them at the beginning you'll never know I found that in when I'm in the most like creative spaces, like yo, like my brain like switches. Like I Let's, am when you're talking to creatives, you you like you get a different energy. Like yes. I make sure I make sure to keep creatives in rotation. Like I have a meeting once a week with creatives just to be like, yo, we gotta talk, we gotta chop it up. What's the new ideas? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What do your ads look like? What is this gonna look like? Yo, you're doing a rollout. How's that rollout gonna play out? And after you leave that, you're just like, oh oh the energy like i got five million more ideas i'm gonna show them something cool next week like ah they're gonna they're probably gonna come back with a cool idea too like the energy is so great like and my friends hype me up too like get you some friends that hype you hard like yes they are in the lives in the comments every week because those are the homies like man i love them to death that is real but look i love i literally love this conversation so much like yes we're talking about mental health but like yo we're not gonna be sad about this shit you know like we're gonna be like let's get it together we got this we're all bad bitches like you know we're gonna get through it we're gonna hype each other up that's the vibe we gotta have though like because i mean like you can't bring the negative energy how do you protect your energy Ooh, so I love this question. You've asked this on your podcast before, and it's similar to a question that I ask creatives on my show. I ask them, how do they protect and, and keep up with their creativity? My energy, I protect by not overbearing it. Mm-hmm. Does that make it so? I shed a lot of things, like it's simple road rage. Like, I don't care. Like, I can't. I refuse to bag things on. Like, I can't tell you a story about somebody who wronged me three days ago. Like, I can't tell you it because I've already forgotten it because I refuse to put it on top of myself. Yeah. Or, like, if someone transferred a problem onto me, I'll listen to your problem. I'll understand it. I'll internalize it in the moment. But after that moment, I have to let it go. Like, I can't dwell on other people's problems either. So, I mean, I would say that I protect my energy through that, but sometimes I do it with distraction. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the same as protection because (laughs) sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm emotionally hurt right now. I don't know if I could drop an episode because I don't think I'm good at what I'm in. Like, I'll be going just through depression. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm good at editing. I don't think I'm good at podcasting. I don't think I'm good at talking about music. And I'll be going through one of those moments. And I'm like, instead of like taking the few moments that I'll be like happy and be like oh let me take this time and edit I'll be like I'm just gonna watch like Netflix movies and I'm gonna take this small bit of happiness and turn it into some Netflix classics and eat ice cream or something be happy for that moment and then go back to sleeping in depression like so I mean like I do handle it negatively sometimes but ultimately I'm just like I'm more positive with it just shedding things off and just trying to make sure that like i'm happy like if i die today i want to be happy i feel like everything got me to where i am right now yeah like shit like if i go today i have a podcast that i really love i i smiled like this episode made me smile like doing this podcast oh i love that you know what i'm saying i feel like as humans we literally have a choice on the way that we react to what happens to us that's and all we have a choice over people people who have depression it's like even if i'm not going through the hardest of it it's in the back of the head like it's not something that's gonna go away and that's i, I think that's even to like go back to like the advice that i was saying earlier about like starting a show it's like that being afraid like it yeah. doesn't go away 
you got to find a way to use it. Like you got to find a way to like go about your day and go, I might not be the best, but I'm about to do it this way. Yes. In my head, I'm like, I have trouble telling myself I'm the best. So I have to like sometimes say it out loud a lot. So like my friends Mm, love it. No, I'm not a cocky asshole even though they might say it if you ask them directly because they suck and they're terrible but like i i do just like sometimes i'll say shit like yo i'm the best like i'm the best in the world at this or like i have to flex out loud so that like i can internalize it just get that one moment where it'll make sense where you'll be like like if you tell yourself yo i'm dope every single day and then like something's gonna happen we're just gonna be like oh i am dope like something one of those days one of those days i guarantee you something's gonna happen where you're gonna go oh yep i meant it today like <laughs> that's all it takes that's all it takes for me because like i'll tell everybody like yo i'm the shit i'm the shit I'm the... and then like one day something will happen i'll be like i told y'all you can't knock my hustle you can knock whatever you want but i've been doing this i'm gonna keep doing it and like that's real like you just have to do that like yes maybe you don't have to let me not speak for everybody but what i have to do is i have to say it out loud i have to like remind myself like that i am like the shit but i mean like that's just depression as you have heard in like every single episode that i've released what is a piece of advice that you would give to your younger self Ooh, piece of advice i would give to my younger self would probably be like who who cares if they laugh do it anyway because like i i think that was my that's my biggest like even till this day sometimes i'm like ooh, but like what if people think it's funny like i mean we were talking about the tiktok thing before recording and stuff yeah. and i was like i just don't want to look goofy like because sometimes i still in the back of my head and i think if somebody would have told me that when i was younger like i i have it on like notes posted in my room but like if somebody would have said it at a younger age, I think it would have changed everything. Just doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter. But, like, sometimes I still struggle with that one. So, I mean, like, that's probably the advice I give to my younger self. Dude, I love that so much. And honestly, for everybody else out there that is, like, maybe feels like they'll be judged for whatever it is that they love and they're mm-hmm. passionate about it, like, straight up do it. Fuck everybody else. Keep pushing yourself find more ways that you could like be creative and like push like keep on pushing your own boundaries you know like figure out what your boundaries are and then like push them and go again exactly. yes and i mean i like i like to do it when i'm uncomfortable hence like youtube starting during covid mm-hmm. like that's when i'll push my boundaries because i'm like look you can't what's gonna get worse bam <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Please go follow the podcast on Instagram, Laughing Out of Depression. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you can get updates whenever a new episode drops. Also, support La Raza and go share it with your friends. And that is a wrap on another episode. Thank you all so much for making me a part of your day. Just a reminder, I am not a licensed therapist, nor do I intend to be one. I speak solely out of my own experiences. I am literally just a 24-year-old unemployed Chicagoan living in my parents' house with a marketing degree. So if you or anyone you know needs help, please go to the link in my bio for some resources, sending you all so much peace and positive energies. Oh, 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 oh,